welcome to the Raise the Flag podcast. I'm your host, Nick Italiano, here with my co-host, Heather the Happy of PNW Bushcraft. Hi, Heather. Hello. And today we have a special guest, Guy from Meandering Maker. How's it going, Guy? Hey, hi, guys. We're so excited you're here. Wow. You're very enthusiastic. Tom is not with us this week, so normally he would be like, oh, grumpy, grumpy, grumble, grumble. But uh, apparently he's day drinking somewhere, so... uh, that's okay. So you're you're going to be substitute Tom, right? I'm going to be I substitute mean, Tom. So yeah. I'll be I'll be. So you'll be the you'll be the foil. You'll be the grumble. You grumble guy. Grumble. And I'll grumble. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll be I'll be in the middle. There you go. <laughs> All right. Whatever works. So anyway, yeah. so guy, tell us a little bit about yourself. What you're doing. What you're all about. Oh gosh. Well. Um, so oh, my dog has decided, of course, at the last second that she wants to. We have dog appearance. Um, I, know. Um, I, like, I don't see a dog. Where's the dog? Yeah, she's right <laughs> down there. She's well, she's there. Oh, you got a <laughs> Who are you talking to? You know, dogs don't make them. I don't quite understand. Hey, sweetheart. Um, so yeah, so I make outdoor gear. I hand make outdoor gear. My my materials of choice are waxed canvas and leather. Those are really kind of the 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 only things I really do, and the leather that I I I do is straps and squares that I sew on. So I'm not a leather worker. I'm not, you know, I know literally about the leather that I use <laughs> <laughs> and what to do with it in the way that I do it, and nothing else. So nothing in fact, else. I. Just got a text uh, a text message from my uh, my mother in law saying that her brother's uh, uh, leather uh, briefcase had he's, he's a traveling guy that like, travels all the time and his favorite leather briefcase um, has just fallen apart and she texted me a picture and she's like is this the kind of is there anything you kind of do I'm like no oh, that is I thank you for you know I'm glad you asked me but no he wouldn't want something but like that made from me though. I'll be happy to cover it with wax canvas though. That's, that's right that's right so my um you know my I I guess my 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 central products are packs um, and I make a line of packs from a small uh, small ruck all the way up to a gargantuan 44 liter pack that's meant for you know kind of multi-day trips and um, canoe camping and that kind of thing. And then I make, in fact, I'm in the middle of making right now a run of um, really cool saw axe bags for carrying a, a foldable saw and an axe. You sling that over your back, and then a canteen carrier. Um, it's got pockets on it and stuff. So you can, you know, how, uh, like heavy cover and pathfinder and those guys, they make a, a canteen that also has like a cup that you sort of set it in. Um, so I make that and then make some pouches. Um, and so it's a, it's a line that I try to keep, you know, as controlled as possible. It's just me. And it's easy for, you know, people to come at you and say, yeah, you know what you really should make? Like people constantly ask me to, um, make haversacks and oh, hey, I, do that to, about... I do that to Heather all the time. Hey, I was like, right? Oh, yeah, totally, totally you get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Heather's just like, Ooh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> but what for what guy did not mention is his packs are gorgeous. Oh, I know. I was, I was so looking at them over the last beautiful. couple of days. I was like, oh, I mean, yeah, so every nice. time I see one, there's a little drool. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, that's what so I should have said, I make beautiful, really <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, I well, I thank you for that. 
Yeah, yeah, no problem. I love your work. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. So got to make sure. People I mean, know. for me, it's it's really cool to see people making packs out of wax canvas. There's not that many people out there doing it um, and doing it well. So that's that's awesome. <laughs> nylon, <laughs> yeah, nylon is so popular, but it's something about wax canvas, and I blame Heather for this because Heather just has made me love wax canvas. I just like it's I said last coolest. week, I got a little treasure goblin of wax canvas everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's really, and it's funny because so my my wife is a, a professional quilter. In fact, she's a, a marketing manager at a, a large uh, one of the uh, largest. Um, um, fabric distributors of quilting um fabric and uh and she's she's written a, a book of quilt patterns and so we're a super sewy family and she taught me to sew and um and i've had sitting on my shelf for a few years now some really beautiful fabric just like regular like quilting fabric um but that has it's just kind of really nice um sort of earthy tones and something i always wanted to try making a uh uh, a pouch out of or something because I thought it would be a really cool lining. And so I was just, I was kind of working late one night and I got tired of doing what I was doing. And so I thought I'm going to try using some of this. And um, the, uh, so I, the, I've got 15 ounce wax canvas and, you know, quilting material. And uh, I mean, I told her, I mean, I, I managed to just kind of force it all together, but it's something that I would never, you know, I gave it to my father-in-law and it was just kind of a <laughs> thing. Like, hey, that's inevitable. Hey. Right. Um, but as I was doing it, I'm like, I told her later, I'm like, I don't know how you people work with that stuff because, you know, <laughs> wax canvas, you know, you can, you can mark it. You know, you can scratch it with your fingernail and make a mark. You can fold it and it'll do, you know, do what you want. And I just, I had this whole rush of, you know, I know when people are making garments or quilts or whatever, they're pinning things and clipping things. Oh, and like, oh. man, wax that, it, I imagine that somebody who does that for a living looks at wax canvas. And I'm like, oh my God, how could you? But, you know, I've got this super beefy industrial sewing machine that just wants to rip through huge you know thick materials but when it gets to you know a regular you know piece of fabric it just it's just a nightmare so like it. yeah okay. not sure how i got off onto that tangent so. <laughs> i mean it's cool that you that you tried something though i mean i i always like listening to creative people do creative things and even like even when if it doesn't work out it's still cool that you tried it because i i can't create anything <laughs> <laughs> I am not a creative person. Like I, I write, and I guess that's my. I was my like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, and you're a writer. That's I, massive I have creative. no, I have no physical creativity, and oh, I've my oh, entire oh. life I've wanted to have these skills. Like I was always super jealous in, in like grade school of the, like the dudes that can draw. I'm like, oh, they're such, such good artists. I wish I was right. like, like, I can't right. even draw a straight line. Like I have the worst yeah. handwriting. Yeah, that's like that. what rulers um, are for. That's <laughs> right. Uh, uh, exactly. uh, yeah, for real. Exactly. Well, you know, it comes out in all it's in all kinds of ways, and this just happens to be, you know, I started. I started. Um, we have a similar background, actually, Nick. You know, I, I ran a, a digital uh, advertising agency for twenty years. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and uh, and still do some consulting in that realm. Um, and I was just kind of looking for. I was kind of getting into the bushcraft thing, and this was, you know, four or five years ago at right at the top of what I think was probably the bushcraft bubble actually. And we can maybe talk about that. Um, but, um, and I was just looking to do for, I mean, I've always, you know, my dad is a master carpenter, so I've always worked with, I've always done, you know, woodworking and stuff, but I'm not a 
carpenter um, <laughs> and like doing stuff with my hands. And I was just looking for something to do that didn't involve being on a computer because I was on a computer all the time. And I had started my agency many, many years ago by building websites and signing websites. So I just a lot of computer stuff. And for a long time, that was my creative outlet. And so I really just kind of wanted to do something that wasn't staring at a screen that wasn't digital. Um, yeah, I can, I could definitely relate to that. And uh, so I, I started, <laughs> I did that too yeah. professionally. And then I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then I said, I'm going to do this again, but for the outdoors. <laughs> but, but, right, right. Yeah. It all put, and here I am spending <laughs> time on my freaking website. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. So well, let, cool. let's get down to serious stuff now. You guys. Let's do it. Nobody can questions. see this, but I have a list of questions to ask. Nice. Um, on a very serious note, what do you listen to in your shop? That is so. I I so yesterday I was like yesterday was like a fourteen hour day, so I was jamming to tunes all day. But normally I don't do that. Usually I have either an audio book or something on my iPad. I've got um, you know every everywhere I everywhere I work I've got arms oh. for iPads. <laughs> I've got them upstairs. I've got a. I, I, I put a lot of time and effort into um, finding a, a cool arm for my shop that I can put my iPad on that I can also like you know touch it and use it that way and um, so yeah so I watch movies I'm currently obsessed with uh, these guys on YouTube um, so I'm a uh, I kind of four by fouring and overlanding is kind of a, a side hobby for me. And I've got a lifted F-150 that I'm constantly bolting stuff onto. And so, um, so I got served on my meandering maker YouTube account. Um, these guys who are out in Arizona and they're um, recovery specialists. It's Matt's recovery service or something. And their whole YouTube channel is just them filming, going out and doing recoveries. But as you can, you know, it's out in Moab and it's out in parts of Arizona. And so they're, you know, they're in crazy places and they take this huge wrecker up these giant, you know, cliffs and, you know, they rescue people in minivans and RVs and places they never should have been. And so I've been kind of just watching that habitually. So that's, that's really kind of what I have in the shop is, in fact, I always have to be really careful because I, I was watching, um, I think, uh, Tom Segura, the comedian on Netflix, um, while I was shooting some video, um, and he's kind of a raunchy comedian. I'm like, Oh, I, ha I have to make sure that I don't leave that audio on. Cause I'm basically rebroadcasting this guy's. I, that, so. That's awesome. I mean, of course, you know, the correct answer would have been, I listened to the raise the flag podcast. Can, 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 let me, let me, okay. So let me I'm, tell you something. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know you're kidding. Let me tell you something. So here's, here's kismet. So I, was um so I, I i i found out about your podcast because heather had mentioned in an instagram post that she had mentioned me and of course i've got to go hear my name and um so i listened to that whole post post and then i was so i just i've been listening to um to your episodes and i was listening to the to the one you guys did with michelle just a few you know just last week um and so, in fact, that I was listening to it that morning when then Heather popped into my DMs. was like, hey, I'm on this podcast. I'm like, dude, I know. I just listened to the one. And I was just telling her this morning when you guys said we were half expecting to see your face blur. I laughed and laughed and laughed. So it was so funny. 
<laughs> so I actually have been listening to the podcast. I, I well, thank to you, thank you for yeah. listening to this this shit show every week. <laughs> we have a good time though. That's, well, that's a that's all that counts. That's the theme that I can share. So perfect. All right, now I got the serious stuff out of the way. That was very serious. The no. second question is: is I um, was wondering what was going on when you disappeared for a few years. Like we, you were all over the internet, and then you were poof gone, and we were like, what happened? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so this, you know, when I first started doing meandering makering, um, it was just a hobby. In fact, you know, if you, I think probably still, if you look way, 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 way back at the very, very beginning of my Instagram, it's, you know, it's knife sheaths and axe sheaths and just random stuff. And I created that Instagram account really again for just, you know, I, I, I like social media or I used to like social media <laughs> and, I, um, and I, you know, I get, you know, it's, it's fun to share stuff that you're making and doing. So I'm like, I'm going to make an Instagram account and start posting these, uh, these things that I, I'm making just live. I mean, I, I had no intention of selling anything. I was just, I'm going to post some stuff. Um, and, uh, so it was always kind of part time. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm sure you guys get it. You know, entrepreneurs just can't help themselves. You know, and just like, oh, maybe I can sell some stuff. And I mean, I, I think I made, I, I was posting like a prototype pack, and one of my wife's friends was like, hey, you know, will you make me one? I want, I'd love to give one for my husband. I'm like, yeah, sure. And so I'm like, so then I just kind of, you know. I made a few videos that are look super old on YouTube sitting out in the woods just saying, Hey, here's this pack I made. And it just kind of started to go and go. And I just, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed, um, you know, Instagram was my, you know, almost my only vehicle. I mean, I really, I didn't do any kind of advertising or marketing or anything. It was just all business from Instagram. And, and that was really fun. And, um, and I grew really fast and, um, but because it was part time, it was one of those things where, and I was still running the agency at the time. Um, it was one of those things where it was like, well, it's especially because uh, you know the the packs I make in particular, they are kind of complex. It takes you know a lot of time and there are a lot of pieces um, to to make them. And so to do, though I am you know I'm fortunate to be at a, a a price point that's, you know, it's a, it's a great price point. And, um, but you know, there's only so many that you can make and you have to make, as you guys know, you got to make a lot of gear to be the only person in the family who's, you know, bringing money in. Um, and so it was just a question of, of how much can I do? And it started to get, and this, this was also, you know, my entire business model was pre-orders. Oh, and I have had so many conversations with makers um, who, you know, have come to that point where I think we all do, especially the ones who, and I think Nick, you know, in the knife world, especially, right. You know, you, you get that because it's the, everybody wants something custom or everybody wants to make all their choices. Um, and, you know, to be really frank and you can edit this out if, you, if it's too frank, but, you know, to be really frank, I'm you know, not you, here. It's you need, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need capital to run a business. Yeah. And, um, 
what people probably don't understand or, or don't think about when they're thinking about, you know, I wish you'd open up your order books or whatever is that, um, you know, you can do that. And there are a couple ways to do that, right? You can take a deposit, uh, or you can take nothing and make the thing and then hope the person still wants it once you're done making it. And, you know, any number of things could happen between, t- you know, that and actually having the thing ready. Um, or you can, you know, you can collect every, all the money up front, which is what I did. Um, which people were always great about. Um, nobody ever complained about that. But then, then you have people's money, right? And and you, it's you a know, lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And I have to say to any of my you know customers or fans out there who I, I've never felt pressured or beleaguered by anybody ever. I mean, I've never had a conversation with someone who's like, "Man, I've been waiting forever." I mean. You know, I've had customers waiting six months for things and nobody ever, I mean, so everybody was always very understanding, but it's a, it is a lot of pressure. And when the, you can take an infinite amount of orders and the infinite amount of orders does not necessarily match up to how much, uh, you know, material you've got or can house, um, how many resources you have, how fast you can go. And so if you don't control the incoming orders, they can pile up such that you almost just can't fulfill them. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of coming to a head um, because I was just continuing to take pre-orders. And so um, it was just constantly trying to keep up with those orders and all of those orders are different, of course, right? You also, you guys understand this, that when you're doing your own production line, you can make 37 of the blue thing, you know, and that's what you're making. And then if people want to buy that, great. And if they don't, great. But when you've taken pre-orders, now you've got, you know, I've got, 25 packs and each one of them has something slightly different so you got to try to figure out you got to manage all of that and so anyway it was starting to get to the point where it was becoming really stressful um and it was a matter of and it was taking me away from my full-time job um and it became a matter of i boy be that'd be living the dream right to just you know be meandering maker full time. Um, but is there any way that I could keep up a production schedule such that it would be the kind of, you know, the kind of income that we could run the whole family off of? My wife was not working. My wife works full time now, but she wasn't at the time. And so I was, it was just me. Um, and at the same time, uh, the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and the bottom dropped, dropped out of my other business. Um, and so I just kind of had to do a bunch of scrambling, like I know everybody did. And the, just the, 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 the pressure had become just, it wasn't fun anymore. And in fact, it was to the point where I was, I was really starting to be concerned. I was just going to be creating a terrible customer experience, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was just going to be like, it's one thing to, you know, you can wait for a Hoffman act for two years if you know that's what you're signing up for. But if you thought you were going to get something in three months and then it's, you know, six months and nine months that, you know, people have limits. People are, as you guys know, there are super fans in this community, but everybody has limits. Um, and it started to impact my physical health and my mental health. And my wife, who was my best friend and a lot smarter than me was like, I just, I think we, I think you need to, 
I think you need to, I think we need to pause it. And she wasn't, you know, I mean, she's, I mean, she's just the coolest. So she was never, you know, she's very supportive and always has been. And, you know, so it wasn't like, you're, gotta stop this you know it was just <laughs> she was not like that at all she was just like this is it's this just seems like it's just making you miserable so let's just and so that's what i did and it it was very sudden because it was i mean i issued a lot of refunds like i had a lot of orders on the table um and i had to issue refunds and just say i gotta i gotta stop i just yeah. gotta i gotta you do something else for a while it's a testament, though, to to what you're doing. If you're able to say to yourself, like, I don't want to create this bad experience for my customers, and I want my customers to be happy, you know. And if I can't, if I can't do the right thing by my customers, I'm not going to do it at all. And I think right. that's that's really important, you know. And it's one of the reasons why, like, you know, I know Tom, like, he shut down his custom books, and the reason why he shut down his custom books is he's like, I just don't have time to make enough knives. And I know a lot of knife makers that have shut down their custom books over the last right. uh, couple of years because it's, I just don't have time and I don't want to take somebody's money and then have them sit there for six, 12, 18 months waiting for me to get around to their, their crazy, you know, complex, really ridiculous custom order. And that's, I'm not, not right. knocking them, you know, like I, I've ordered customized myself where I'm like, I want this like really particular material and I want this really particular grind and I want this really right. particular, you know, whatever it is. And that's because... I'm ordering a custom knife, so I'm going to order a custom knife. Like I'm going to go all, you know, all out. Right. And right. Um, you know, and a lot of makers don't do it because they just say, you know, they can't. And and you know, we've all had horror stories where you know you had makers that just kind of gave up and they didn't issue the refunds. They just said, okay, well, you guys, oh, wow. bye. I'm deleting yeah. my account. And you'll never see me ever again. And oh my gosh, yeah, that would be you know, frustrating. It is frustrating, yeah, yeah. and that's that would why, be yeah. Talk, talk about a terrible customer yeah. experience. But that's why a lot of people have a have a hard time trusting um, custom makers of anything, mm. whether it be knives or backpacks or clothing or anything else, because a lot of people have been burnt. Um, yeah, and you know, it's good. I mean, I'm glad that you know you 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 were able to recognize that it was just too much for you to take on at the time, and you did the right things by your customers, which was which was awesome. And yeah, you know what? They're just maybe disappointed that they didn't get one of your awesome, beautiful packs, but um, they also got their money back. <laughs> When it's not any fun, it's hard to go into the shop. I mean, we all go through phases where we're burnt out and we're just going through the paces. And, you know, I know for me, like when I do custom work, I never take money because if it doesn't turn out, then I don't have to stress about it. Like personally, for me, it's a stress thing. Like if you give me the money ahead of time and I don't make what you want, that's too much stress. So I always make what people ask for, send them pictures and then they buy it. Now, knock on wood, nobody's ever not paid for their custom. So yeah, I'm not that fine. that should be an issue for you, Heather, because yeah. I'm like, hey, Heather, here's this cool idea. Okay, give me 12 seconds. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, I'm going to make that right now. Okay, I'll send it to you tomorrow. I'm like, but, but yeah, but, that, but that's, what, that's what works for me. And I've been very, very fortunate in, in that aspect of the custom work because I like the challenge. Like my brain gets bored with the everyday stuff. So I like the challenge of customs. But if they build up and I have like seven or 10 in a row, then I'm like, hmm, time to step back. I need to get back on board with just making fun stuff or stuff that needs to be made, but we all handle it in different ways. And that's, what's great is that you learn about what you can handle. Like over the holiday season, that's stressful. Like I get burnt out over the holiday season. I need to like recharge after running around like a chicken with my head cut off. But yeah. And I know, I think that the customer experience, at least for me as a small maker is probably like more than half of how people value our company. 
because they know like they're calling, they're talking to a person. We write them thank you cards. We try to remember important dates, you know, like they're really important to our success. And I think the minute I run into somebody with a bad experience, I don't go back. I don't give them a chance to recover. And I just am like, nope. Yeah. Granted, like at a grocery store, I just say people are having a bad day and they need a hug. But if it's, a, but <laughs> I've actually said that to cashiers. Do you need a hug? They look at me like, oh, yeah. crazy. of course you have. Heather. Yeah, I of mean, course people, you have. Sometimes people just need a hug, but I know, yeah. I know how I want to be treated. And I, and I think that's like everyone, you know, how you want to be treated. And right. so that's why I try to treat people extra special. Yeah. But I mean, I, I can't, I can't imagine a, a world in which I would, would not have given people their money back. I mean, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing that to somebody. Well, apparently <laughs> ethics are a thing for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, unfortunately, like not everyone has the same ethical ethical standpoint as, as you do, or as Heather does, or as, you know, I do, but you know, at the end of the day, right. What we, the advantage of, of you guys as being small makers is that you can create a really awesome customer experience for Mm -hmm. your customer. And, you know, everybody's sick of dealing with, with corporations, right? Like you have all these big mega unfeeling corporations that don't give a rat's ass about their customers. It's just numbers. Right. And here you guys are as small makers in this community. You're saying, I want to do better and I want to create a customer experience that is super positive. And I think Heather, you hit the nail on the head when you say like 50% of your business is customer experience. Because I really think it is. I, I really think the reason why people gravitate to small makers is because they want that great customer experience. But not only that, they want to participate in the American dream. You know what I mean? Like that idea of like hmm. someone who just said whatever they did before, they said, fuck this, I'm out, I don't want to do this anymore, <laughs> and I want to do something better with my life. And they know that like every time they purchase your product, like they're putting food on your table or they're yeah. getting, you know, yeah. like or a new couch or a new muffler for your car, like whatever it is, like, you know, whatever it is that you need, they are participating in helping you build that dream. Yeah. Whereas, like if you go buy something from Walmart, like who are you feeding? Some CEOs, you know, nine figure freaking bonus check at the end of the year. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, when I was on the Internet originally, I had a a huge issue with people thinking I was a dude. And I I just want to know if you remember, Guy, when you started answering all my comments with bro. Do you remember that? Well, you know, it's funny because because I confuse because. Because your husband has does he has a separate account? Yeah, he's partly what I was, which is yeah, also PNW Bushcraft, which is yeah. Really yeah. So to my credit, <laughs> so to my credit, um, I did not know that you were on the other end of it. I thought it was him, and in fact, it was funny because you know when you guys were talking to Michelle about that, like she's just the coolest man, yeah. and um, and I I I you know I I actually I made a post. Uh, Way back in my heyday, it was International Women's Day, and I, I made a post um, just kind of talking about the women of the bushcraft community and the maker community, and that um, I, in fact, I said specifically because um, this was back when uh, Sana of um, 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 Running with Sheep, yeah, um, uh, when she didn't show her face for a long time. Um, in fact, I, I think when I left, she still wasn't doing that. Um, and, 
and I, I said, I, I said specifically, I said, you know, I, I, I know that it's, it is tricky to be a woman in this space, whether you're a maker or a creator or, you know, just trying to, you know, whatever. And I said, I, I, I think it is conspicuous, but not surprising that people like the Wimby Camper and, um, and, you know, other women I see on, on social media don't show their face. Um, and I said, it is also tricky to know, um, you know, how best to, to, <laughs> to interact, right? Like, do you do a fist bump, right? Do a fist bump emoji. Is that like, is that too like bro? Or if you don't, is that like, Hey, it's cool. You know, you can fist bump me, whatever, you know? So it's, and I, you know, I have to tell you that in my general, you know, in real life capacity, I'm not generally like a bro kind of guy or a, it's just, you know, you're just kind of in the, in the, you know, you, you speak with whatever in when in Rome. No, um, no. I think so. you're specifically giving me crap on posts. I was like, you are not helping with me telling people I'm a Now woman. I'm going to bro you. <laughs> now I'm going to bro you. Yeah. Now, now it's over. Yeah. yeah. yeah you're, you're bro from now on. Week, you're, you're a girl, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm on there so much now. If people think that I'm a dude making stuff, they're not paying attention. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, right? Really? I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. my face is all over my Instagram yep. account. So people... People should know that, but uh, yep. yeah, yeah. I just thought it was funny because I was like, "Oh God, you're making it worse." I keep getting. You know, <laughs> oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh no, no. I'll take, the, I'll take the challenge. It's a challenge. I know you will. Uh, I know you I'm, will. Gonna, I'm getting. I'm gonna get my popcorn. This is. Yeah, but speaking of the internet, you've really done a lot more sharing this since you've come back. I've seen a lot more of your shop, what your projects are up to. Was that a deliberate move on your part to get in front of more people or just kind of share your process? You know, it's been an interesting comeback. First of all, I have to say that, I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I think I've been gone for two years at least. And the flood of, comments and dms and i mean i even found i found a a thread on bushcraft usa where one of my many amazing customers had literally just started a thread saying meandering makers back (laughs) and i awesome and i still i still get you know emails and messages and um so when i came back it was uh, it was you know it's there aren't a lot of businesses and I'm not saying this is how great I am. I'm saying how great everybody else is. <laughs> that I mean it. There, there are not a lot of businesses where, where you could be, you know, so well regarded and your product so well regarded that you just like disappear for two years and you come back and people are like, oh my god, I'm so glad you're back. I thought I was never going to have a chance to get one of your pieces. And that's, I mean, wow, what so a cool. I mean, <laughs> it's it's an amazing community. This this community yeah. is so so freaking cool, and and everybody just wants to help out. I mean, honestly, and it, it's actually kind of funny because this whole this whole thing when I started Black Flag Business Solutions, right? This all came about because I've spent the last like two years, just two or three years, like helping people, just helping businesses and like giving them advice and doing stuff, and then like finally enough people like you know like Nick, you really should be getting paid for this. <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess <laughs> that's probably. I know you just want to, yeah. You know, but I really. So- I just, I just love to help people and I love to see people be successful. So right. that's what I do. And that's how a majority of the consumers are though. Like in this, in this space that we, that we exist in, like they're just yeah, it's a crazy, so 
Yeah, it's a really interesting. I've always been, you know, as just as a marketer and business owner, I just, I've, I, it's such an interesting um, juxtaposition to, you know, a lot of other, you know, customer bases, you know, sort of just the, 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 this particular community. It's a really, it's, 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 a, it's a, it's unique as it far is, as I'm concerned. A, it is it a is. very, very unique space because you yeah. don't see this in a lot of, you don't see this in a lot of spaces, but no. it's also like why marketing in this community is very, very different than marketing anywhere else. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. And why you can build, I mean, as you guys know, why you can build a, you know, you can build a business and you can, you can do what, you know, the <laughs> bullshit consultants like that asshole who said, that people, the hikers want to look cool. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I have lots to say on that topic. I know we're, we're kind of, we've been talking already, but, um, but, um, you know, it, who, who want to tell you about, you know, about the authentic experience and, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing as authentic as really actually like you're making the thing, you're running the business and you're, you know, and people really respond to that. So yeah. I, to answer your, <laughs> sorry, to answer your question of 15 minutes ago, um, <laughs> I, I actually, I've been, I've been trying to mix it up a little bit because, you know, since right now what I'm doing is building, 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 building. And since I am not doing the pre-order thing now, I'm doing the make stuff and put it in inventory. And I'm actually I'm trying to get better at that and even faster at that. And I want to be, that's the main way I want to, you know, run the business. It's part of the promise I made to myself and my wife in terms of managing the stress and all of that is, you know, I want to be in control. And if I can be in control of the production line, I think I can move even faster. And so, whereas before it was a lot of me making stuff and then, you know, going out into the world and doing stuff, <laughs> You know, I've got, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of my feed was, you know, me out, you know, just out in the woods with my dog or canoeing or, you know, doing what the whatever. Woods and, now? <laughs> I, and, and so now I, I'm so busy just, you know, making, and I really am putting a lot of effort into sort of the back end logistics, um, you know, and I, I'm, I've been very focused on that. And so most of what I have to share is just me making stuff in the shop. <laughs> so that's really, that's mainly, but I, I have been getting, you know, some positive feedback about it. People like to see the process and, you know, but oh, what I'm trying, but not... what I'm trying, but what I'm trying to balance is that there are, you know, hopefully anyway, a lot of people out there who don't know who I am, don't know what I do. And, you know, there's a lot of people who were there two, three years ago at the beginning, but there's a bunch of people that weren't, or I hope there are a bunch of people that weren't and I wanted, and they don't know, what I'm making, you know, or they don't, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to make, I felt like I was, I came in so fast with just a lot of, here's a zoomed in picture of me sewing something, but you know, someone comes across that on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And they're like, I don't know what you're sewing. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you're makering. I, so it's not, you know, so I, I wanted to, I'm trying to remember, you know, kind of like it was back in the beginning where, I was also showing, doing, you know, here's the thing. And I'm really in the woods. I've carried all this shit in this giant <laughs> backpack and it works really well. And it's, you know, I'm it's sitting in this, you know, muddy, like slimy field, you know, of leaves and whatever, and still working awesome and doing great. And so, um, so it's, it's kind of a mix, but I know people dig the process and I like showing the process. I'm a very, I mean, I love logistics and I mean, I've got, 
so much video I need to edit that's just talking about my whole system. I've got barcodes and pick lists and, you know, all so kinds organized. of stuff. And- yeah, I was going to so say, like, beautiful. so organized. I'm so impressed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did a video once where he had, like, um, some sort of guide and he dusted it. And I was like, is that what people do? I, like, <laughs> I didn't know that was the thing. I was like, I really like that. Right? Like, I, I draw and cut everything. I, I have very few things that actually have guides. And I thought, oh, that, yeah. I thought that was genius. Like, you know where stuff goes. It's great. Well, and, you know, so what I've, you know, I, I think, you know, one of the things that I think has, has allowed me to be successful such that I have been, um, and that has absolutely allowed me to pick up from out of nowhere when I finally turned to my wife, I'm like, I think I want to, you know, pick it back up and to literally pick it up without skipping a beat is that I've got templates and patterns for everything. And from the very beginning, I, I, I mean, I, I did for just a very short period of time, I did some custom stuff and very quickly, I'm like, this is for the birds, man. Like for me, <laughs> uh, because it takes, and, and so there's no judgment either way, right? So, you know, for Heather, you know, you like the, oh, you've got a new idea. Great, because I just did this other thing and now I want to do a new thing. Yeah. And for me, that kind of starts to get stressful, you know, and it takes, as you know, a lot of time to do a custom thing. Yeah. And when you're talking about a custom backpack where there's a million different options and people want sleeves and they want pockets. And also I want to send you this leather that I brought home from, you know, a a a deer hunt. (laughs) Yeah. I've got these 87 patches and can you put this one in this? Like I looked at all your packs and I found the most impossible and inconvenient place to put a patch. Can you put that there? Like I just, I just refound actually a, a picture of a, um, and I'm glad I did this. So if you're this customer, please don't feel bad. But um, I I created a I, I hand cut a maple leaf out of leather and dyed it because this person was Canadian. They wanted that, and I so I sewed it like on the like the skinniest part of a saw bag, like right here. It was just so hard to get on there. I'm like, so you know. So for me, I actually have always been kind of excited and jazz about. Um, this sounds so boring and nerdy, but actually making up something that there's lots of different options, but really it's just a handful of options, but it ends up being a lot of different combinations and then being able to reproduce that really, you know, consistently. And right now I'm really, really focused on doing that really fast and doing it in a way where I know everything I've got in inventory and, and ultimately that leads to being able to do it in at scale. Like that's what I'm really focused on right now is being able to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's how how I should be. Like I, I I envy that you started that way. Cause like, but everybody, everybody's different. Every, and everyone's got a different process, you know, like some people, some people crave efficiency, like really need efficiency and other people like Heather, right? Like you're just like, I, when I, doesn't crave efficiency. When I, when I when I envision Heather in her shop because I've never actually been to Heather's shop while she's working, but I just I kind of just envision her as like this ball of like light positive energy just touching yeah, everything, sort All of creative energy bursting. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. And um, and I think that's great. And like you know, I I know some people are really good at that, and some people aren't. Now I am like I tell people all the time, like I am a hot mess. 
And like the only reason why I have any kind of business. <laughs> Heather's, yawn. Is, Heather's nodding, by the way, yeah, for those of you who are just listening to the podcast. She knows. I'm, she knows like, yeah, sure, yeah. Because yeah. You, you, Heather knows because like she gets DMs from me at like 11 o'clock at night. Like, oh, by the way, boom. But I have to put it because I'll forget. Um, but the only reason I have any kind of organization in my life is because I have a wife who is the most organized, efficient, methodical human being that has ever existed in the entire world. And, um, you know, I was like, I was prattling on yesterday about how I have to put together this list of like people who are coming on the podcast. And she's like, Nick, shut up. I'm going to write this out. So she's like, just go to your calendar. Cause I do put everything on my calendar mostly because she, she told me and made me, um, she's like, go to your calendar and give me all the names and all the dates. So you can send it to the rest of your team so they can know what's going on. I was like, okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> so now then, I know who to yeah. thank. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Cause I yeah, don't, yeah, don't well, thank me. On because... top of it. I got a list. <laughs> no, 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 not me. Not me. I, I exist in a series of piles. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, this I is the done you. pile. This I is the you. I gotta work on a pile, and that's I don't know what that pile no. is. <laughs> and you know, I mean, I, speaking of piles, you know, I, I, um, you know, part of what I've I've started to do recently is build everything like in these in these kits, um, where you know what I used to do. They say, okay, I'm gonna make ten, you know. M3 packs, right? So I'd cut the canvas and then I'd have all the canvas pieces, which is like, you know, 25 pieces of can individual pieces of canvas. And then I'm going to take each one of those and I'm going to go sew on this particular leather piece for all of those. And then I'm going to sew on, I'm going to put on all the buttons and I'm going to do all the, da, da, da. and you know, it was a, there's always the question I think for makers who do things at scale, where is it more efficient to do all of the things that need to be done on one thing and then go to the next thing and do all of the things again on that? Or do you do 10 things in a row of, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you, you know, which does it make more sense to make build one thing from beginning to end or build 10 things at once and do each one of them at the same step all the way through. And that's what I used to do. And what I found was that it was a fucking mess. <laughs> I mean, it was just, I mean, I'm literally carrying like <laughs> piles of canvas, constantly counting how many things I have. I got to the, I mean, I, I had a sort of a system before I took my break where I, I had these cards that I would, um, uh, I'd print out and they had, you know, the order number and what canvas and whatever and what different, but I had to keep referring to, I would staple it onto the pack and onto the, the main compartment piece of canvas, and I would have to constantly, okay, which one is this? This is the green one, but who's it for? And, well, this person got this edition, and this person didn't get, and it was, I mean, I was constantly, you know, just losing track of where everything was, and, you know, and, and I was also having a hard time keeping track of how much of I had of everything. And for me, you know, I've got tubs of 200 roller buckles and 600 buttons, and right? And, and so if I... I didn't know how many of all of those things I had because I was just kind of grabbing them as I needed them. All of a sudden I'm in the, in the, in the middle of doing all these orders and I'm out of roller buckles and it takes time to order those things. And, you know, so, so what I've been doing, you, the folks at home can't see, but what I've been doing is putting things, I kind of build these things in, in tubs and I have this, Heather, you're going to, this is ridiculous, but so I, I have these, uh, these, these <laughs> pick lists. He's got a flow chart. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm, so, this, so what you can't see podcast listener is this, this is just a three page booklet that I print out that has every piece that goes into a saw bag 
all the canvas, all the leather, all the hardware. And then there are QR codes <laughs> next wow. to each one and, and the number of how much I need. So I need seven button double cap rivets. So I have a whole wall that I stand up next to and I just pull the seven things out. I scan the barcode and that hits my inventory management system to tell me how many of those things I have left. But that it is, has made that is some next level organization. I know. It, <laughs> it has made such a difference. I mean, I started, so I'm working on a run right now where I'm finishing a run of, um, of eight saw bags and eight canteen carriers. And usually that would take me like a week or a week and a half to do. And I started yesterday from scratch and am literally just buttoning them up at nice. this point in two days. Wow. It's been, yeah. So it's made, it's made a huge difference. And it's also because I'm such a logistics nerd. Like I just, I love, you know, I just love kind of figuring out all those little systems and, you know, so. I hate that That's stuff. A, <laughs> yeah. And there's like, I can't do that. I just need to just be. It's a very, it's either you love that kind of stuff or well, it drives you crazy. Yeah. And, I have a shop manager. It's Amanda, my best friend and sister-in-law, and she loves to be organized. I was like, that's on you. Like she's in right. charge of hardware and all of those things. I was like, nope. That's not, and that's a smart seat. Yeah, and that makes her happy, and and I love that. That's her jam. Like she loves things organized, and man, she knows as soon as I've been in her stuff, she'd be like, "Oh." Were you in the snaps? Those are the words of a smart <laughs> business owner. Yeah. You and and Nick with his wife doing this yeah, schedule, like yeah. that's the that's the mark of a smart yeah. business owner. I'm I am so you know kind of all over the place that I I'm kind of the opposite. Like I have to kind of do everything. Mm. Oh, I've learned not to do that. <laughs> right. And that's smart. And I, I, that was always, that was, that was a, that was a hard thing. Even as I was building my agency, you know, at its, at its, uh, at its largest, I think we had almost 20 people and it was a really difficult transition for me to go from being the freelance guy who was writing all the HTML and doing all the graphics and all that stuff to, now there are people who do that and you need to get out of their way or they're going to quit. I mean, you have you to, to, that's smart. you have to allow people to excel what they're good at. And I, and I think a smart business owner sees where, where people are good and then allows them to do that. You know what I mean? Like, and to fill the gaps that yeah. you have enough, you know, self, yeah. you know, introspection to realize, yeah, you know what? I'm not, I, I, I want to be all over the place. And so, it will be a disaster if I'm all by myself doing that. So I'm going to have this person manage the shop for me. Well, yeah. And yeah. the thing is, is that I can be good enough at anything, but I'm not great. You know, like there's areas that I excel at that I'm great at, but some things I'll just get by and getting by isn't good enough when it comes to running a business. I mean, that's right. yeah, yeah. eventually yeah. it's not good enough. So yeah. well, I was going to say, yeah, like yeah. not a, not a business that's going to let it stick around. Yeah. Well, you yeah. gotta, you gotta play to your strengths, you yeah. know, and you have to, you also have to be able to recognize as a business owner or as really just anyone in life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm good at a lot of things and I'm not good at a lot of things. And if my business requires me to be good at A, B, and C, and I'm only good at A and C, then I need to find someone who's good at B yeah, to, right. to yeah. do that for me. You know, and that, that's just what it is. So that's why the dynamic with me and my wife works so well because she's she's very good. And also like, you know, she she's in the, the marketing and um, sales-y kind of business in, in her real life business. So, you know, she, she's very good at this. She's been doing it for a long time, but... That's that's what it's all about. But I did want to circle back to something that you said before that um, made me think about something. So when you were saying 
a pack, right? And you make a pack, and that's yeah. 25 pieces of canvas that need to go together perfectly every time. You know, when people look at pricing of things and they say, wow, that's really expensive. Well, that's why it's really <laughs> expensive. Because sure. you have to sit there and assemble 25 pieces of wax canvas plus buttons plus buckles yeah. plus whatever snaps and leather that go into that. That all takes time and that all takes sure. a lot of a lot of effort. And, you know, not that I can I can guarantee you, but I, I can I would think just from talking to you and, and the, the kind of person that you are, right, is that if you have a product that's substandard, that's not going out the door. Yeah. Oh, sure. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's like you have to account for that kind of stuff, you know, when you or if something miraculously, you know, does slip through the cracks and someone, you know, sends me a picture of like, hey, this button popped off or I had this one disastrous run of saw bags years ago where I I I was I used one weight of leather down. So I went from three, four can, uh, uh, bridal leather to two, three. And it's it, it's the it's the leather piece that goes on the back. Again, folks at home, I'm showing this leather piece that's got uh, <laughs> rivets in it uh, and it holds the D rings. It's literally where you you know you put the strap to hold your axe, and the rivets pulled through that oh. super thin on leather oh. on like a bunch of bags. And I'm like, oh. of course, I replaced them immediately. It was like you know I was happy to do it, but yeah, I I you're human. Yeah. You, well, yeah, and you know, when you try, sometimes you try new materials, and it's a it's live fire. You yeah. know, you're playing with real ammo out there, and um, but you know, I have to say, I, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people who have just never said anything and looked at my stuff, and you're like, you are out of your fucking mind. You're charging six hundred dollars <laughs> for a backpack. You're crazy. Um, I don't know if this is a bleep show or not. Sorry, it's I, not. I, no, yeah, you can. No, no, I figure. Okay, good. Okay. I mean, you probably know from my Instagram feed. Like, I'm not you know too, Trust too dainty me, about not too dainty about my. Um, but um, I've never had. I mean, I think like maybe twice has somebody made a snarky comment about you know that's you know crazy price. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's not it's not nearly as much as your mom charged last night or whatever. <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> for the most part, I mean, for the from the very beginning, I've and I take it really seriously. You know, when when people when someone spends you know six hundred bucks and more, if they get you know different customizations and stuff, you know, that's a that's a real responsibility. But and I and, but that doesn't stress me out because I'm up for that. Like it's what I do. And but I I have found because I've talked to makers who are people who are like they you know they don't want to pay this or that and they're you know they're pissed off at that and I've never I've never run into that and I think mean, part of that's because you know I this is what I make this is what I charge for it and if you don't want to buy it that's great you know oh. it's that's that's totally <laughs> fine but you know what I have found is that you know I I think especially because you know a pack that's kind of your central nervous system you know if you are headed out into the woods it's kind of a big deal that you've got a pack that really works and that really, you know, kind of does all the things that you need it to do and it's going to last and all that stuff. And so, you know, people I think are, you know, they, they get it. And I, so I, 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 I've never, I've never felt like people questioned, you know, what it took to do all that. And, and because, you know, also because my pricing is, you know, is insensitivity to what else you can get out there in a mark in the market. You know, you like a Frost River Isle Royale, um, which is the biggest pack that they make, and it's wax canvas. Um, is I think the last time I looked, you know, it's four hundred some bucks, um, and Duluth Pack charges more for their big their big packs, and they are 
and let me be clear, I'm fully on the record and I'll continue to be on the record about having mad respect for those companies, American companies who have been there from the beginning, building these amazing, you know, and lots of different packs and, and, mm-hmm. and employing people. And, um, but the, it, like their inside seams are not finished. So there's strings of wax canvas all over the place. And they're, you know, they're just, they're very, they're, they're, they're kind of basic from a construction standpoint. Um, and they charge 500 bucks for that. And so for me, I'm like, you know, if nothing else, there are details <laughs> on Absolutely. things that I make. And Absolutely. so I, I've, I felt like, and people have said, you know, if you're going to spend 500 bucks for a Frost River Isle Royale that, you know, like the themes aren't even finished and pieces of wax canvas are pulling out of it and whatever on the inside. And, you know, then for something that is so finished and has, you know, thicker leather and, you know, all of those details, you know, it, it, it matches, I think what else you can get in the market anyway. So absolutely. I a hundred percent agree with that. And I'm, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, anybody who knows me knows this, but do you know how many packs I have in my shed right now? Oh, I bet it's a lot. It's 35, oh, yeah. 35 packs in my shed right now. And the reason why I have 35 packs in my shed right now is because instead of spending the money, Right, which I should have done. And this is going back years, right? <laughs> but instead of spending the money to get a really high quality pack that met all the needs that I was looking for, I was looking for Kept a, replacing the crafted one. <laughs> I was yeah, I was looking for a less expensive alternative and never got like the right pack, you know? Yeah. So now I have all these packs and, and everyone's like, Well, what are you gonna do with all these packs? And I'm gonna tell you, I have no idea what I'm gonna do with all these packs. Um, you know, my wife's like, Why don't you sell them? I said, Because you know how much it's gonna cost me to like UP USPS like a backpack to somebody like i can tell you precisely how well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like super expensive and so i don't want to do that so like what they do is they uh they collect dust <laughs> so then every once in a while people are like oh man I, I really wish i had a backpack or like one of my scouts will need like a pack and i'm like oh i got you covered <laughs> oh let me just put some duct tape on this one <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know i mean yeah. and a lot of them are in pretty you know they're in pretty decent shape it's just like they're they're things that i bought because i thought they were going to fit you know serve a fit the need and then they didn't fit the need and you know whatever yeah and i'm also because i'm a gear whore and you know that's what we, do. <laughs> we, we just acquire we just acquire things oh um, my god yeah yeah <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even tell you. Like the the amount of stuff that I've just started giving away to people is is like astronomical. And, yeah. And I you know I live in like this. I tell people this. I live in the teeniest house in like the entire world. So we live in this really small house. There's a family of four in like 1,100 square feet, and um, like the gear just takes up too much space. <laughs> I don't have a basement because we're in a flood area. So it's like, well, I just need to you know my shed is like getting crazy. So now I'm just like, oh, what you want this? Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. You need this. You know, I, I, my whole meandering maker and bushcraft life kind of went into storage because we also moved um, from our house in Dallas out to where we are now. And so we, you know, I packed up the shop and all my gear and ev- I mean, and everything. And I was just, so I've been pulling things out kind of piece by piece. And I was just out at our little storage place um, pulling out a bunch of my axes because um, I've got tons of axes and, and I, um, and I was, because I was, I wanted to start taking some pictures with the saw and axe bags with stuff in them. Um, and I was looking at, um, 
I was also looking through the full the the collapsible buck saws that I've got. Um, I've got several from my my dear friend Jody Funk Maple Maid when he was doing Maple Maid Buck Saw. I've got a Bear Essentials, and I I was I pulled out. And I was looking for the, like the little windlass things. You know what I'm talking about, right? The ones that kind of go together, and there's a cord that holds them. Um, and I I pulled out one. I'm like, oh, this is an adventure sworn saw. And then I pulled out another. One. Oh, this is I have three adventure sworn buck saws. <laughs> Are they different sizes? I knew, no, they're <laughs> just different wood. Oh, okay. They're just different <laughs> yeah. wood. They're yeah. just different. Yeah. And of course, I have two. Um, I mean, I've got you know like forty axes, but I've got uh, two amazing axes from um, Roy Vintage Axe Works, including this amazing like super high polished double bit you know deal. So I totally get you. I, I mean, I'm the same way. Hey, you yeah, guys have, think you're bad. No, no. There, there's two outdoor gear collectors in this family, plus we collect big Oh, my God. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, I'm not even, re- even going to talk about it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah fair it's enough. Just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just the chaos. But, yeah, I, you know what? I mean, I, I think it's great. And... You know, we all we all acquire stuff. That's just that's just the way it is. I mean, it's it's always like I got stuff that I rely on, and I and I laugh because you know I've had a couple people like reach out to me. And they're like, Nick, you post the same stuff all the time. I said, Well, yeah, because that's the stuff that I use every day. So it's like if I'm posting like, here's my EDC for the day, looks well, pretty much the same as it was yesterday because, because it's my everyday carry asshole. And yeah, you know what? Do I do I have other stuff? Of course, I have other stuff because I do a lot of product testing. I write reviews. So people like, you know, I get products and I review them and I put them up on my website and, and stuff like that, or I review them for another website. So get like, yeah, I get stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, I carry the same stuff every day. Like, so I post, like I post Heather's little pocket organizer. The Wait, what's the name of it? It's an EDC, EDC. travel tray. <laughs> EDC travel trip. I think I almost got that right on my last article too. Um, (laughs) Okay, good. Um, But I carry this thing every freaking day, every freaking day. It's in my pocket. It's in my pocket right now. Like it's always, it's always on me. And I had, I had another one. It was the orange and black one from, uh, from blade show 21. And that one, like I I made a video. I was like, this has been in my pocket for 508 days because, (laughs) because it was, you know, and like, hey, that's just what it is. So I carry the same stuff because I like it. But it doesn't mean that I don't like to play with other stuff because I do. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I've, you know, that's that's one of the interesting things about, uh, you know, especially, you know, when you're, you know, when you're making, you know, what what some certainly would describe as an heirloom piece of gear, right? Um, and that's certainly how, you know, Duluth and Frost River talk about theirs. And, you know, that's the great thing. It's one of the things that people like about wax canvas in leather, you know, in particular, and, um, is that they, they last, you know, even if you don't, you know, someone was asking me on Instagram just the other day, like, how does it stand up against nylon and whatever? And I'm like, you know, it, they're different. Um, but wax canvas will, you know, last forever if you take care of it. And frankly, if you don't take care of it, it'll still last forever. It just won't look as good, (laughs) but it, you know, it will last forever. And so there are, I, I found that there are, there are people who, you know, at least as far as my gear is concerned, there are people who, um, you know, they're the buy once, cry once people. And we all feel like that, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, I'm going to spend this much, but this is the pack that I'm going to use forever for everything. And this, your, your pack, checks boxes that others have and it's got the right amount of pockets or whatever you're looking for. Right. Um, and then there are people who just, you know, I mean, 
uh, who just want, you know, just what it, they just love gear. I'm that guy. <laughs> I, want, I want three adventure sworn buck saws. You're I just, want, you know, 50, you're just trying to look cool guy. That's what you're doing. I just, right? I'm just trying to look cool <laughs> to other hikers on the trail. You but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at my new yeah. bag. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like, with, with my three act, my three buck saws in it. But you know, it, it's it's so true. And I I got to tell you, like I've been an outdoors person most of my life, and wax canvas is is relatively new to me. Um, because Heather, blame Heather. <laughs> um, but like I I've always had nylon gear, and I'm not knocking nylon gear because it's valuable and it it works and it's whatever it is. But what I have noticed about nylon is no matter how good the nylon is, whether whether it's you know like some fancy or like thousandy uh, Cordura or whatever it is, nylon eventually breaks down because mm. it's plastic, and plastic eventually breaks down. It, it, there's mm. just nothing that you can do about that. Um. You know, so yeah, you get you know nylon gear. You do get the advantage of it being a lot less expensive than um, and you lighter know, leather <laughs> and, and yeah, lighter yeah. Than, <laughs> than leather or or wax canvas. But you know, you're not going to have a piece of nylon gear that's going to last the rest of your life, or a piece of nylon gear that you're handing down to your kids. It's just not going to happen. Um, which is definitely something that you could do with wax canvas and leather if you take good care of it. So yeah, for sure. And it's just you know, it's it's. You know, for me, like when I, when I, I mean, when I was looking to, I mean, that's why I made my first pack because I'm like, I'm going to get a bushcraft craft backpack. And I looked at Frost River, I looked at Duluth and I, and I, you know, like it just doesn't, just doesn't quite have the number of pockets that I want or it just doesn't. So I, you know, I'm one of those, I'm sure you guys are this, you know, I can do that. I'll make that. Like what the hell, you know, I, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll make a backpack. So I just made a backpack and, you know, my wife was, I'm just like, I bought like a $75 Singer industrial sewing machine, which is really not, but it, you know, um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, just kind of, but it's just a kind of a cool and not cool, like to be cool, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it just kind of feels cool to be out. I mean, especially kind of the, so what, let me digress for just a second that let me just, I want to address this guy that said this thing to you, Heather. Um, and I have a lot of opinions and we'd never get off the thing, but uh, the main thing I, I, that I, that I said, and you followed up on this when you talked about it on the podcast, um, uh, more than in the comments on Instagram, that when that person said that, I said, uh, I was talking to my wife about this. I said, the fundamental misunderstanding this guy had or I assume it was a guy. It was. Or, you know, this person, whoever, a bro. Um, of course it was a guy. The, 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 the fundamental misunderstanding, and this sounds like I'm joking, but I'm, I'm dead serious with the, the main part of that, the, the statement from that, that consultant, for me, that clearly made it so that it was just a, a, a he was trying to, he was trying to tell you, you don't know as much about your business as you think you do. That's what he was trying to do. What he was yeah, trying to say. I need to justify and, my job. And, and, and the way you know that is because he said you're you are people buy your stuff because they want to look cool to other hikers on the trail. And what was everything that was wrong about that was I mean, not even the part that well, because people want to look cool. Because I did whatever. I like some, people, cool. some people some yeah, people do yeah. want to look cool. Yeah. But is that 
if you knew anything about, you know, bushcraft, backcountry camping or whatever, the last thing you're doing is hiking on the fucking trail. What you're doing is marching through the forest as far mm-hmm. away from the trail as you can mm-hmm. get. Not to get away people. from people. You're yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like if you're if other people are looking at your gear, they probably came in with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this so like, I just <laughs> wanted to I wanted to address that statement of of all of the of all of the comments and, you know, all, and I believe in all that stuff that it's, it's, it's great gear and it's all that stuff. But, you know, when someone says something and, and you, and you took it so well, I mean, Heather, you know, because you stop and you're like, okay, well, is there a blind spot I'm missing? And like, <laughs> that's why you went to the thing. Like, right. Maybe there's, you know, you want that honest, you know, brutal, you know, Oh, you know what you're not thinking about and that can really help you. Mm-hmm. But when you had said that he said you're trying to look cool to other hikers on the trail, like you don't, you, you you've misunderstood the market. Now you just sound like an idiot because, <laughs> and that's why know, that's why it I'm was so hard, glad that you Heather, guys. <laughs> that Heather made the post it. that she made because you know she went from a place where like is this a blind spot to no fuck this guy, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's exactly where I wanted to be because you know what yeah like of course people want to look cool and they you know like whatever it is I mean like, like, like let's be real Instagram. We post our gear on Instagram as, as not as businesses, but as people who just post shit, right? We post it because we want people to see our shit and think it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And whatever it is. But, you know, to your point, like, I, I hike the trail a lot. But do you know when I go hiking on the trail? Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. <laughs> when nobody right. cares. Why I do that? Because there's right. no one on the fucking trail. Right. I don't right. go hiking yeah. on the weekends because there's a yeah. bunch of there's a bunch of assholes in tennis shoes. Like, oh, look, 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 look the mud and the rocks and oh my god, look, I ruined my product thing. And I'm like, ah, you know, like shut up. But that's why I, I hike during the during the week right. because there's no one out there, and that, that's the point. I go to the woods because I don't want to interact with people. I go to the woods because I want to be by myself with my gear that makes me happy. Right. <laughs> so I just I thought that that was a, I thought it was a shame that that was the 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 feedback because you know in uh, you know there's there's always something you know inside a comment like that you know you can learn from it and like you know am I you know is that we all as business owners should always be you know Act asking ourselves, what is it that is making me successful if I'm successful, or what's making you know what's making me miss the mark if I'm missing the mark? What what is it? What are my customers? You know, what do they see? What are they liking about this stuff? And it's you know, is it you know? And and for me, especially you know, just come. I'm an old brand guy, and so from the very beginning, I'm like, this is about, or I want it to be about the brand meandering maker. You know, for me, and this is different from, and this is literally, it's just a different style and a different path. But for me, I mean, people know it's me, so I'm not trying to hide, you know, it's not like 50 people here. It's me and this dog, you know, so that's, but, you know, so, but I don't, I, I don't want it to be, you know, guy, the meandering maker. Like I, I want it to be the brand meandering maker because I want that to stand for something and I want that to mean something and I want that to be sort of, you know, central to kind of what, you know, what it means like so that the gear, you know, it, it stands for something, you know, that, that, you know, when you see a meandering maker piece of gear, you know, that's just all of the things that it stands for. And it's not just about, you know, because this guy, you know, no pun intended, you know, that's cool. Brands to be the mark of quality. Yeah, yeah, you want yeah. people to see the name and see the logo and know that that's going to be a solid piece of gear. But that's- you know what, guys? That was the best thing ever. Like, I posted that, and that was right when I got back, and I could tell from the video I was just 
a little a little taken yeah, by you know, that. I keep, I keep saying I want to see I want to see Heather mad, but it, it was clear that you were mad. But the you were still bubbly, you were still cheerful, so, but you were you were cheerful yeah. mad. But look what people wrote. Like I could not have felt better after posting that with the response I got from our customers. Like people were amazing and it was rejuvenating and it felt so good to have everybody be like, Psh. they stood up for me. Now, granted, this person probably doesn't even follow my Instagram, but no. I felt good afterwards knowing what people think of our products and our company. Like that was good for me. So if anything came out of it, I got that boost of support that I needed to hear at that time. So it was yeah, all, it was I all also, good. I also think too, like the nature of the event that you went to, like drama was kind of something they were. Looking well, I was going to say, yeah, when you said that it was a it was a reality show, and that yeah. you were, and that you were, um, you were paired with, or you were with other entrepreneurs from completely different, you know, mm-hmm. then I mean, you know, as somebody who's been uh, consulted for a long time, like there's plenty, you know, of good feedback, and but you know. That's the kind of gotcha statement that, you know, it sounds like you make when you're on a reality show and yeah. you're trying to, you know, put someone in the spot. You know, you don't know your business the way yeah, you do. Now we need to pin Heather making her sad face. You know what? Yeah. There is no sad face. I think my face was pissed. I mean, honestly, like, I don't hide my emotions. And then I was like, Heather, let's take this constructive criticism and, like, put it through its paces and see if I'm missing something. Yeah. I mean. Well, right. Like, you know, overall, it, yeah, mm-hmm. won't do that again. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was an experience. What can I say? You know, we, 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 yeah. we, we learn, we try things, yeah. and sometimes, yeah. sometimes I try things. I'm like, God, why did I? Why did I do that? I met, I met really cool people. Like, I took a lot away from it, and I did learn stuff. So, just that particular thing really rubbed me the I wrong way. Well, so that's good. I mean, as long as you can take something positive yeah. out of it, and sometimes, sometimes the negative experience is the positive takeaway. Yeah. you know. Yeah. In itself, so you know it all it all worked out, which which is great. But you know, I don't know. Heather, did you have any other questions you wanted to ask today? Oh, I just have one quick one. What's the craziest oh. thing a customer's asked of you, guy? Oh gosh! Um, <laughs> wait, you want an easier question? <laughs> well. <laughs> He's like, all crazy. I, well, I, you know, because I so quickly got out of the custom, you know, uh, custom doing custom stuff, I, I don't get a lot of that. Actually, I usually kind of run them off really quickly if they're looking for <laughs> something custom. But um, uh, I so I, I wouldn't say, well, so like early, early, early on, you know, like there were there were a handful of customers who were and friends who were really instrumental in kind of banging out the, you know, the designs that I have now that I really, really refine. Um, and one of them is Mark Valley Rev, if you guys know him, yeah. um, who um, who, by the way, it turns out like we like. He is from, you know, the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia, and that's where I'm from, too. And we got to be friends and, you know, just kind of talking and, and you know, he helped me work on – kind of helped me design some gear that he was looking for. And we kind of zoomed in over the course of our friendship and realized that we literally knew – like, he knew where my house was in this little backwoods. What, but we don't remember ever knowing each other. But he – like, so when I lived in – there was a part, time in my life where I lived like literally in this like back backwoods holler, 
where there were like maybe seven houses and you only would go back there if you lived there. And we lived on the other side of the creek from this family that had three boys and he knew those guys. He knew their <laughs> names. He knew their mom. I'm like, oh my God, those guys. Like, I, And we'd never, and somehow we'd never met, but he knew, he's like, oh yeah, I know that guy and that's a Ryan. And it's like, oh my God. So anyway, um, so he actually, um, uh, like had ideas for a pack. So I made him um, one of my very first uh, day packs mm-hmm. that he still has. And it had, it was before I had it really refined. So the lid was a little bit, you know, the flap that goes on the very top was just a, a little bit bigger. It, all the proportions weren't right. So when the pack wasn't like brimming, like super full, the lid just kind of flopped around a little bit too much. And the, the straps, would kind of go all the way up to the end of the buckle and you couldn't tighten it down anymore. And so it was just really, you know, like it's very tricky in pack design to design something that works when it's not full or when it's bursting full, it's very, you got to get the proportions kind of just to kind of fit all that. So he had, he did this several times. Like we sent that pack back and forth so many times. I've done so many things on that pack. And if you look at his pictures on his, on the front pouch, there are two buckles on the bottom front pouch so that he can take the, the straps that close the lid and he doesn't use the main buckles that are at the top. He fastens them way down so oh. that he can like it all. So that was kind of the, if you look at it, like if you look really close, it looks really weird because there's basically like the buckle that holds the front pouch and then the two main ones next to these buckles that look like they're out of nowhere on the so <laughs> so it's like some bizarre little things that he you know, that he he probably requested the the most bizarre you know little things like that, but they ended up being oh okay I'm gonna make that lid smaller I'm gonna make those packs long, those the straps longer so they ended up being but they certainly. There are a, a few early, early on designs that were kind of just in collaborations with customers where it got so like, you know, and I want to add this and I want to add this. It wasn't like a problem from a making it, but it now I, I know to, and you guys learned this, like at some point you're like, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, I don't yeah, think that's absolutely. good. I don't think, I mean, you'll probably be happy with it because it's exactly what you wanted, but you know, nowadays I would be like, I just, I have enough yeah. experience to know that that's not going to work. You know, I think, you know? I think that's always a challenge too, for, for a maker of gear, you know, especially when you're talking about a complex piece of like, like a soft, soft good like that. Right. Because there's things that work for some people and you know, they think, okay, well maybe this is something that I should do across my product line, but you have to, you kind of have to find the niche between, okay, this is overly customized for one person, or this is a good idea for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, you know, like I say, like for me, it's all about, um, you know, making something reproducible, you know, it, well, so, exactly. like, and I that's why tell you right now, if someone said, Hey, Nick, design your ideal pack. It would probably cost like 1300 bucks because <laughs> it would have, it would have weird pockets and weird slots and weird crap because I have a very specific set of gear that I want to put in this pack. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like the likelihood of, people also having that specific set of gear would probably be pretty unlikely, but it, well, know. and that's the nice thing about, you know, and very early on, you know, what I, what I liked about, um, you know, what you, what you tend to get in, at least in this style of canvas pack, you know, sort of the bushcraft kind of deal is, and that I was really attracted to is that rather than having a 
pack that has a million compartments and, and slots and zippers and all that stuff. You have essentially sort of just an empty shell, and then you organize your gear inside it, which is why it very quickly I was like, I need to make pouches, right? <laughs> because then if you've got a bunch of different pouches, right? We all love those. That's why we love those, right? Because when you're kind of doing the bushcraft backcountry kind of deal, you know, depending on the kind of pack you're carrying, if you're carrying like a meandering maker pack, it's, you know, there are, there are pouches, you know, there are pockets, you know, but it's a big tube on the inside. You know, minus I'll sometimes do a back support sleeve for people as kind of an additional I'll do. So you can put something back there that's, you know, it's just kind of soft and it still fits into the back. But otherwise, it's just a big, empty, you know, a big empty tube. And I really like that because I, depending on the kind of trip you're doing, you know, I, I don't. I don't need, you know, I don't ever use that, you know, how many packs you have, you know, Nick, where there's 15 different zipper pockets and you use half of them because and like I, one is. I have to. I have to because my OCD won't allow me. Not right, to right. Yeah, it's the opposite. You're like, I have every to put something must have in a thing. every. Right. <laughs> you know, whereas, like, no whereas, you know, talking about canvas versus nylon, um, for the last, you know, couple years, my, my everyday bag is my hidden woodsman uh, haversack. <laughs> I have a hidden woods in a small pack. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's light. It's bright orange on the inside. It's got giant zippers and it's really great for that kind of thing. I can pick it up. I can throw it in the truck and it's really easy. And I would, I have sometimes, you you know, have used my meandering maker or like my day pack or whatever, when I was like working in an office in the city and I you know, was walking from my truck or whatever, but to just have something to throw in the truck, I was actually looking for, I'm like, I got to get all my shit together. I got to put it in something I can carry around. And I had that and I'd never used it. And I'm like, you know, once I was no longer a meandering maker for a while, I felt a lot freer to like, you know, when you're in the, you know, when you're, when it's all about the brand and like, you got everything you do is got, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, whereas when I wasn't, when I wasn't doing the business for a while, I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out this hidden woodsman, and I I love it. I'm, I love that I love that bag. So um, and that because that's got lots of little compartments where I can put all my little things. And I know where all they are, but you know when I'm going out on a trip, I just love a pack that I can use for. I can take it to a you know a special event like I'm a ham radio guy, so I will do special events, and I can take all my radio gear. And I can also take it on a canoe trip and put all the stuff I need for that, or I can take it on a day hike. And it's the same pack because it's just a bunch of empty space that I can put in and organize any way I need it. And so, yeah, yeah, I, it's, you know, that's the thing, like when, it, especially I think when it comes to bags and stuff, like you're never going to make the ideal pack for everyone because everybody's got is into different stuff, you know? And like, and I've gone through it too, where I've like, I've wanted all those tiny little pockets at one point in my life. And then I was like, Oh, you know what? Maybe I want a big empty space. And then I want to buy like, you know, 600 PNW Bushcraft uh, <laughs> pouches to fill that big. That empty would be space, a big you know? order. Yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, like, I don't know, but you know, your people's preferences change and stuff. So I think like the idea though is like, and I like the, like your style of pack because it's like you said, it's like a tube and then there's pouches on the outside and they can put whatever I want in there. So that's, that's, pretty cool but um i guess on that note we should probably look at we've been talking a lot today we're like we're over time and i'm gonna have to go get my kids and heather probably needs to make stuff and you probably need to make stuff so i do i do very much appreciate having you on it was really cool talking to you and learning about your super organized process which i which i appreciate and could never emulate and um 
Yeah. So just uh, some some real quick housekeeping things before we wrap it up today, dear listeners. Um, we have so many uh, guests lined up over the next couple of weeks, so we're going to have a lot, a lot of guest episodes. So um, pay attention to that because we're going to have a lot of really cool people on. Um, Tom will be back next week. And um, since he's not here, I do need to plug. He's got a new product on the website right now, which is the – Wicket XL Primitive with G10 handles. It's really awesome. It's been my personal uh, everyday carry since the prototype came out, and um, and I wasn't allowed to post pictures of it, which made me really sad. <laughs> but now it's out, and I can post pictures of it, so I post a lot of pictures of it. And um, check that out. And I think that's all I got. Heather, you got anything? We, we to want Guy to tell people to go find him where yes. on social media. Yes, and thank you. I always forget that, but it's always going to be in the in the uh, description. But Guy, tell us where to find all of your stuff and your socials and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, so I'm on Instagram as Meandering Maker, or I guess technically Meandering underscore Maker, but um, uh, I'm on Facebook also as Meandering Maker. I'm on YouTube. I'm also on TikTok, um, and I've been I've been throwing some videos up there, and we'll see how that goes. But um, and my website is <laughs> meanderingmakeroutdoors <laughs> with an s dot com, and I say that because before I took my break, it was meanderingmakeroutdoor.com. and. I let the I let the domain expire. I shut my website. Nobody hacked it. Nobody stole it. But now it is, you know, you go to try to get that domain and GoDaddy says, someone else has this domain, but we can do a broker. You've probably seen it. You know, we can mm-hmm. we have a $65, you know, brokerage fee to and then we can and then they want a percentage. I'm like, fuck yeah. that. Yeah. So <laughs> so I bought Meandering Maker Outdoors. Dot com. So <laughs> awesome. that's that's where you can buy my stuff. And I also all my, my Instagram, my Facebook are hooked up to my shop so you can buy stuff directly on Instagram if you don't wanna if you checking out all of Heather's videos and you don't even want to leave Instagram, you can just buy a pack real quick and then jump back to her tiny, her tiny uh, camp setup. So yeah. Bush camp Barbie was fun last week. That was cool. <laughs> all right. Well, it was wonderful chatting with you and we really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks so yeah, thanks much. So it's been much. an honor guys. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye everyone. Yeah, we'll see ya.